Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We find ourselves now in the fourth and final hour of Offsides with Diesel and Rob Brown here on the Fan Upstate trying to come at it with the same piss and vinegar and energy as we did the first hour. And there's so much to get to in the transfer portal. Uh, Rob, you said in the break that you have a transfer tracker that you literally cannot keep up with. It is just never-ending straight. It's like those wheels on a jackpot. Yeah. Uh, I just read during the break, very interesting, ESPN did a deep dive, and they said that last year, last year, going into this season, mm-hmm. the average FBS roster, was 6.5% transfer players. The mm-hmm. average FBS roster, obviously, you got different numbers at different schools. Some people hate it. Some people love it. This year, going into the next recruiting class, the average FBS roster is 20.5% yep. transfer players. One out of every five players on the average FBS roster is a transfer player. Rob, I, I know you and I have done radio together now for a couple of years off and on. You have always been very much a player advocate type of guy. Always. How do you feel now knowing that everybody thought it was going to be a few guys here and there, NIL was going to stay small, let's advocate for them to go get theirs on a small scale level to see just how fast and just how pervasive and just how huge these two things have gotten. Do you still feel as vehemently uh, uh, for player rights or have you backed off of that nope. just a little bit nope i don't care if 100 percent of rosters are transfer players right. i feel like it, it why is it this is a way i phrased it in the past why is it that college football is the only place in our lives where we give so much of a damn about what people do right like if your garbage man or your barber or your butcher came to you tomorrow and they were like hey I got a better opportunity in a new city and I'm going to take it. So I'm out. You'd be like, oh, that sucks for me. But congratulations. That's because you haven't you haven't invested a lifetime of emotion into who is picking up your garbage can off the side of the road. And you are not being asked to put your hard earned dollars. And I know that taxes are a thing here. okay? (laughs) but your dollars on top of that, your your limited uh, fungible monies into keeping your garbage man because he does such a great job. You have probably been hit up by your university saying, hey, will you donate? Sure. I've been hit up by my university. Hey, will you donate? We're both hit up every single day uh, from phone calls and from message boards saying, oh, we need this. We got to go. We we need to put this much money. We need everybody to donate this. More, 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 more. We're all being asked to invest way more into our fandoms as a college football fan 
than we are into who is our garbage man or who is our mailman. That is a fair point. I'm going to push back and I'm going to say that you are in that case expecting people to be loyal to a thing for the only reason that you're loyal to the thing. No, I'm expecting people to be loyal to a thing because a university has has invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in you to give you everything free that comes with your scholarship. When when and this is not the point of the conversation here, so I do want to get us back to the transfer portal. When did a year's worth, because we know that, that scholarships are a year contract, they're not a four-year contract. When did free room and board, meals, medical care, coaching, and all of the other accoutrement and things that players get? Ooh, big word. When did those things become so meaningless that it's like, eh, whatever, you can throw it away, it doesn't matter. I don't think they are meaningless. But that's the, way, that's the way these players treat it. So, I don't think they are meaningless, but... Right now, we we get paid to be here. We get sure. paid to do this job. We love. I, I I also not speak for Diesel or anybody else. I love this job. I love where I work. I love the people I work with. I love that they pay me for it. But I'm going to tell you right now, when I got the job and I was sitting down in our boss's office and he said, hey, we're looking for somebody who's going to be here a long time. Is that you? And I went, listen, as long as I love the job and you're compensating me for it, I don't have any plans. I love Greenville. I love the upstate. But. If I'm going to take another job, it's going to be a job that I come to you and go, hey, I got this offer from this station, and you go, congratulations, right? All of these things that you were talking about, compensa- they're all compensation. At the end of it the is day, compensation. they're compensation. Okay? And, and maybe meaningless is not the right, right word. Maybe the right word is valueless. Sure. Compensation. But here's the thing. If you go on the transfer portal and you go somewhere else, you're going to get offered the same thing. And if you value the way that this school compensates you more than here, it is the same as you and I leaving this radio station to go another job for different compensation. It's just you and I get a paycheck. They get room, board, coaching, food, whatever. So if I am KJ Jefferson, quarterback at Arkansas, and I signed up to play ball bring at it back Arkansas. To the point. <laughs> I'm good at this. There you go. If I'm, play, if I'm KJ Jefferson at Arkansas, and I signed up for this compensation from Arkansas, and then I look three years in and I go, okay, we just went four and eight. Arkansas did, I think. Something like I just that. went four and eight. I believe that I've got NFL potential, but on a four and eight team, I'm not going to get noticed. Oh, and by the way, they decided decided for some dumbass reason to bring Sam Pittman back. I don't understand that decision at all. But hey, it's not my decision or my school. So I'm looking at it and I'm going. I got dreams of going to the NFL, and I got dreams of turning myself into somebody, but Sam Pittman, the guy just, just led me to 4-8 and eight and of a year that I lost to Mississippi State 7-3, to three. that's a score in football, not baseball, is coming back to be my coach. I'm going to go somewhere where the value of coaching is higher for me in my life. If you did that and you said, Rob, I got this offer at this station in New York City for a seven-figure paycheck, you know where I'm going to go? Damn, dog, good for you. Hell yeah, let's go. I'm coming to visit, right? But with football players, they don't love what I love the way I love it. Therefore, that's bad. They are just going, instead of looking at it as room, board, food, coaching, blah, 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 look at it as compensation. It's payment. It's it's compensation. And if I can get better compensation at job B than job A, every single one of us is gone. Why are we treating these kids any different? Sorry. These grown-ass men, any different. That's fair. Let's bring it back to the original point. K.J. Jefferson, quarterback at Arkansas, has is rumored to be entering the transfer portal and very much likes South Carolina. We brought this around to should South Carolina want K.J. Jefferson? Is it a good idea? Does it really kind of screw up the Lenora Sellers story? Does Shane Beamer 
feel compelled like he has to go get a guy like K.J. Jefferson um, to, to be the quarterback, even if it does force Lenora Sellers and some of the other quarterbacks on this roster to transfer out. But, Rob, there are some huge names in the transfer portal right now. And, and I just went through and I, I started writing down the names that I thought might be relevant to the audience. This is a long list, okay? A very, very long list of players who are entering the transfer portal. And I'm talking about guards and wide receivers and linebackers. But let's be real, most of us only care about quarterbacks. So Duke's quarterback, Riley Leonard, has entered the transfer portal. That one makes That's sense. That's a big one. That's, That's a, a big, big one. one. It makes sense because his coach is now at Texas A&M. Texas A&M quarterback, Max Johnson, which – my God, if that guy doesn't end up with some sort of endorsement uh, with, like, Big Johnson T-shirts and they're missing out, he has entered the transfer portal. Coastal Carolina quarterback Grayson McCall is in the portal. Miami quarterback Tyler Van Dyke is in the portal. Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers is in the transfer portal. I'll tell you right now, I'd take that kid in a freaking heartbeat. Yeah, but the problem is, Mark, we are – God dang, I need to throw a flag on myself again because I just called you by the wrong name for a second time on the show. I'll allow it. Offsides on the defense, number 54, five-yard penalty. Why are you the defense? First down. See, we talked about this in the break. We get into, we are creatures of habit. We get into rhythms where we say (laughs) the same things over and over again, and it is very, very hard to change that up. Um, No, we, um, now I've lost my train of thought. Oh, um, you and I, you and I both know, (laughs) I had Max Johnson on the brain. You and I both know, Rob, that, what is causing a lot of these players to transfer or to enter the transfer portal are illegal inducements. You had a piece of audio that you sent me. Sorry, I didn't have a chance to pull it. Uh, but uh, was it uh, Chip Kelly? Was, uh, no, it was Matt Rule. Matt Rule. At oh, Nebraska. That guy. And that guy. <laughs> that guy. And he was going, he, he said the cost to get an elite quarterback in the transfer portal is a million dollars. Wait a minute. I they thought actually you said 1.5 to 2. Okay, 1.5 to 2. Uh, I thought it was illegal to uh, to offer guys who are on another roster to come there. Uh, this was breaking news from Blue Blood Bias. Uh, Washington State quarterback Cam Ward has, has received 10 $1 million offers to transfer to other schools, including Miami, Ohio State, Texas A&M, Washington, Auburn, and others. And – SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey told Mark Ryan to his face that that is illegal and we need to do something about it. Wait a minute. Didn't I just hear two SEC schools in that list of schools that we know have offered this guy a million dollars to transfer? So the, the, the commissioner says it's illegal. we got to do something about it. Why is he not doing anything about it in his conference? He would have the ability should have the ability. Maybe he doesn't have the power. Maybe I don't really understand what a commissioner has the power to do and not to do. Why does he not have the power to say Texas A&M? No. Uh, who was the other school? Mississippi State. Uh, whoever it was. Auburn. No. You will not offer this guy who is still on a roster to come to your school. I as the commissioner of the most powerful conference in this game have the ability to stop this and if he ends up on one of your rosters, I'll know how you got him, and I'm going to find your ass. Market price, which is the word Matt Rule used, market price is not – I mean, ultimately, ultimately it culminates in what somebody is willing to scratch a check to you sure. for. The value but, for anything is what somebody's willing to correct. pay for it. But 
market price does not mean this is what is being offered. It just means this is about what everybody in that particular sphere is being offered. So if you've got the quarterback at Florida State and Florida and both of them get a million-dollar NIL, Right. And Miami doesn't have a quarterback. Florida State's got one. He's got let's say let's say Jordan Travis has got a million and a half. And let's say Graham Mertz has got a million point two five. That does not mean if Miami says or somebody says the quarterback market in Florida right now is one point one one three million dollars. It does not mean Miami's offering one point one one three million dollars. It means we're assuming you can, if you play quarterback at a D1 school in Florida, probably get in the ballpark of one point one one three million dollars. And I think this is where the conversation gets lost. I think a lot of people hear comments like that from Matt Rule. And they go, oh, that means the school's got to come off 1.5 to 2 mil to get a quarterback. No, 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 no. What they're saying is your NIL collective does, your boosters do, your fans do. And the only reason that's a thing is because that's happening everywhere, right? I'm not going to hear poor pitiful me, little old Nebraska, when every school is figuring out how to do that at the top level. That's the reality here. This does not mean that Nebraska's got to take 2 million out of their education fund to no, give it to a yeah, quarterback. No. It means the people in Nebraska, Cornhusker fans, y'all got to come up with that and don't tell me they can't because every P5 school is doing it now. Sure. That's where the market comes from, not that Mississippi State is saying, "Here's a check for a buck." Obviously, Matt Rule is speaking hypothetically with with real-world knowledge qualifying what it is he's trying to say. But we saw it last year with Sam Hartman when he left to go to Notre Dame. Yep. There was there was there were articles linking him to to Notre Dame, already calling the shot that he was going to Notre Dame while he was still on the roster at Wake Forest. How could you know that he was interested in transferring to Notre Dame if he hadn't entered the transfer portal first? You and I both know, Rob, that all the transfer portal has done is made it easier to cheat. The whole point, remember one of the whole point of NIL was to bring this stuff above board instead of having the $100 handshakes and offering a kid uh, a, a car or putting his mom in a new house and then somehow trying to hide it. Wasn't the whole point of NIL to bring this stuff out into the open? It's just as ugly and 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 cheap as it's always been. And... The, so the so NIL has not done what anyone wanted it to do, which was to clean up college football and clean up the money and put all this stuff out into the open. NIL has been an abject failure. Oh, I disagree. Yes, some guys have gotten a lot of money. And and again, maybe maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm maybe I'm stupid for believing <laughs> That a hundred and 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 they and there's been plenty of articles and studies that have that have compiled this that a one year scholarship is worth a hundred thousand dollars. So maybe I'm stupid to think that a hundred thousand dollars worth of value is valueless to a player. No 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 no. A hundred thousand dollars to you and me is incredibly value valuable. A hundred thousand dollars to a guy who can get a million dollars is not as valuable, right? Like it's that simple. And so. I don't think NIL is an abject failure. I think what NIL has done is, number one, it's opened up opportunity for everybody to do what only a very tiny select few of athletes were able to do in the past. It used to be like your quarterback, running back, wide receiver would get the $500 handshake in the parking lot. Now everybody, there are offensive linemen all around the country who are signing NIL deals with fried chicken restaurants. Hell yeah, good for them. 100%, right? So I don't think it's been a failure. I think that people are basically looking at it 
and they are going, we are not able to have our biggest booster give a $500 handshake and land the five-star. Now there are a lot more teams on a level playing field because right. they've got booster money, Texas A&M. Now it's not a $500 handshake. Now it's a $500,000 handshake sure. just to hope that this guy comes here. Hey, here's the deal. If you don't like it, don't participate, right? And how do you – and, yeah, and, and, you know, how do you um, – how do you police? Police is not the right word, but uh, how do you manage the players who take the money from the from the NIL collective to come to a school? You put the hundred grand in their pocket, or five hundred grand, or a million dollars, or what it is, or whatever it is, and there's nothing to keep them there, so they bounce with your million dollars and go somewhere else and fleece them out of a million dollars. I wish we had more time to do this, but we absolutely don't. Rob, I appreciate you taking the time to stop in today and hang out here for a couple of hours. When we come back, we are going to talk to Dan Scott. Are we in a golden age of Furman athletics? He is. He finds himself in such a unique position where Dan's getting to call winning basketball and winning football, and I'm talking national playoff-level football at the exact same time. What a great place to be for Dan and for Furman Athletics, and we're going to talk to him next here on Offsides on the Fan Upstate. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's offsides with Diesel. Feels weird to say it like that, you know. It's, it's, I'm used to saying the same way over and over and over again. We're all creatures of habit in this business, and you know these are the things you kind of say without even thinking about them. You just spit the words out, and you got to change it at the last minute. It gets tough. It gets tough to do it, and we appreciate our next guest for being able to pivot quickly and jump on the air and join us on the show today. He is a consummate professional. He is the voice. Of the Furman Paladins. How many sports are you up to now, Dan? How many sports are you covering for the Furman Paladins? Is it just for, uh, football and basketball, or are there more? Yeah, well, first of all, I, I think you just described my entire broadcasting <laughs> career in your open there. Um, it's, it's it's Furman uh, football and men's basketball and the Greenville Drive baseball. Man, so. man, you are you are a consummate professional. You're an Iron Man in this industry. Uh, a titan. Can I can I put it that way? Can I call you a titan of industry of this industry, Dan? Will you feel okay with that? No, because titans make money. Oh, okay, okay. And you, you, you know how you're on the radio. You know our creed. <laughs> oh. Where else can you have this much fun for no money? Right. Come you on. know, there, there's a reason why when when uh, when we have a break every day, I'm perusing the downstairs to see if anybody dropped any breadcrumbs around that I might be able to take home. To my That's hobby, right. yeah. Searching, searching for change in the couch cushions. That's all it. Those things. That's it. Dan, are, are we in right now? Uh, are we in a golden era? Not the golden era, but a golden era 
of Furman Athletics because, man, football seems to be rolling right now. Basketball seems to be rolling right now. Would you classify it as a golden era? I would say it's a it's a very, very good time for Furman uh, Athletics, you know, the two flagship sports especially. And, and even if you dig deeper in, in some of the things going on with our Olympic sports, they continue to – to be very good but yeah this, this has been a this has been a fun stretch i mean if you go back to to last football season of course making it to the second round of the playoffs and and i think everybody agrees we should have won that game should have made one more play or whatever the case may be and and it could have been Furman making it all the way to the semifinals and then of course we know what happened in basketball with the uh, NCAA tournament bid for the first time in 43 years and beating Virginia and now cycling back and having football back in the same spot it was last year, only this time as a number seven national seed. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been really, really good. It's been fun to watch. And, you know, when you're a team broadcaster, especially for a small school, you don't always get these moments consistently. And it, it just makes you appreciate them that much more when you get to to a stretch where you're, you're pretty confident that things are going to go well for you. Yeah, Dan, you know, we all, you said it, none of us are really doing this job for the money. We're doing it as a labor of love. And, and obviously it makes it a heck of a lot more fun to walk in the building or get in the car for a long road trip when you're broadcasting winning athletics Every time you turn on a mic, I mean, no, no disrespect to to one of our good friends on the show here, but uh, a guy that we had on Monday, Jim Zoki, he's doing color commentary for the Carolina Panthers, and he's doing play by play for East Carolina football. That guy is not not broadcasting any winning football. So you know, you count yourself very, very lucky to be in a position to broadcast winning football uh, last night and basketball. Last night you were on the call, South Carolina State taking on Furman. Furman won that game, eighty six. To 78. You went into halftime down one, outscored the Bulldogs by nine in the second half for an eight-point win. You know, Furman this year obviously is without two massive pieces of senior leadership that you had in the last several years, Mike Bothwell and Jalen Slauson. Uh, but a lot of guys are returning. This is not as young a team as many people would would believe if they were just looking at it on the surface. Where is the elder leadership coming from on this season's basketball team? Well, I, you know, I think you look at J.P. Pegues, um, who, who really emerged last year as a sophomore, and, and it was kind of interesting. And one of the one of the more important moments of the season last year, after they they lost a game at some juncture early in the season, or maybe early in the conference schedule, um, and you know, you talked about the leadership that they had, but it was Pegues who stood up in the locker room and started asking questions and started really started the ball rolling i think and, and it, it it is one of the moments that people point back to a year ago that was really kind of a catalyst to that talented team starting to put everything together and, and ended up doing what they did so you know i i think you look to him I, obviously marcus foster as a as a fifth year guy is going to be in in that category as well. Look, you've got seven guys back from that team last year, seven guys who played significant minutes. So there, there's leadership everywhere. What people don't understand, I think, 
Diesel, is, is that every season, every year is different, even if you have that many players returning, because there, there, there is a, a chemistry that has to be developed. There's a continuity and a cohesion that has to be developed. And, and that takes time. And I know one of the things that Bob Ritchie is, is not happy about right now is what he's seeing from his team defensively. Well, guess what? That was an issue early last year as well. And that team made up its mind it was going to defend, and that ended up being one of the things that propelled them to that run. So you've got, you've got that being worked out right now. You've also had this team being racked by injuries early in the season. They still have not had a full complement of what they thought their top nine rotation was going to be. They may have that on Saturday for the first time this season. So it's just a, it's a work in progress. And, and then on top of that, as they're trying to do all of this, the schedule that this team has played, uh, you know, Mountain West, Conference USA, uh, uh, and I think yesterday – and Belmont are the only two games they've played, if you throw North Greenville out, where you're, you're talking about comparable conferences. The, all the other games have been against teams from conferences and highly rated teams from conferences who are expected to be you know, a lot more highly favored than the Southern Conference. So he's challenging this team with a very difficult schedule with games at, at Princeton on Saturday, a sweet 16 team from a year ago and Arkansas on Monday coming up. Uh, and then Tulane is coming up and there, I think picked either first or second in their conference uh, in a couple of weeks. So he's, he's doing what's necessary to get this team in its best position to do what it has to do to get back to the NCAA tournament because the only SOCON team that's going to go is the team that wins that tournament in March. He wants to be pay, playing his best basketball in March, not in November. Dan, I swear I must have shared my show prep with you because you basically answered the question that I was just about to ask you. Well, in your, night, everybody. In your, We're done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, but you said it there, pointing back to a year ago, the start that, that, that the Furman Paladins are seeing this year at 3-3 three and three, feels very familiar to what we had last year. I think Mark and I, uh, we, we still joke about this, and we've joked with Bob Ritchie about it a couple times since then. Uh, we had an interview with Bob early in the season last year. It might have been seven, eight games into the season. And we asked him about the slow start. And Bob can be, uh, he can be a little bit intimidating, you know, when, when you're not staring him face to face, you know. And, and he's like, I, I don't know if I like the tone of the question that you just asked me, but you said it yourself. Those are the starts that can galvanize a team later on in the season. But you and I both know, uh, Dan, that, you know, and we here in the upstate feel like Furman has the potential to be one of those elite mid-major type of programs. It feels like the minutia is pushing in that direction. Obviously, it's a big step to say that they're going to be the next Gonzaga or the next Wichita State uh, type of program. But anything like that is possible, especially when we've got such a power vacuum of quality basketball in the state of South Carolina with Clemson and South Carolina men's basketball not being particularly great. But I, I look at, at what you just said. You punched up in more games than you're punching down this season. It feels like, though, in that stretch of four games where you're punching up, to be that elite-level program, you've got to win three out of those four instead of losing three out of those four. How has Bob used uh, what happened last year, a very similar style of start to motivate this team? What, what kind of inside information can you give us there? Well, 
Well, I, I, I just think it goes back to what I told you. You know, there there are certain constants with this program, and, and one is it's it's a program that's going to be elite offensively. When you look at all of their offensive metrics, they're they're very high nationally every year. But what sets good teams apart from great teams is how well you defend, and, and that is what is. In, in essence, I think the the missing consistent piece. I mean, like like last night, there were stretches where where the the team defended unbelievably, and, and then it's like, all right, let's take our foot off the gas pedal and cruise here. And when they did, instead of winning the game by twenty or more, they ended up, uh, you know, winning by eight. The game was never in doubt really over the last eight or ten minutes, but. They just just didn't continue to to keep the 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 foot on the gas pedal and 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 really put that game away. Those are the things that are going to come. And, and you know you've got some guys who are playing in this system for the first time. Uh, and thinking about PJ Smith who transferred in from from D two Lee University and. And some of the other guys who were uh, who were you know freshmen or redshirt freshmen a year ago who are really stepping up in in their roles, the, these are all learned um, learned instincts, and and so I, I just I just think it's going to take time. And look, you can look at other teams around this same conference, and you see teams with great records right now. You know, Western Carolina is six and zero, oh, and UNCG is five and one, and other teams are five and one. And I know it was UNCG that went out and and beat Arkansas. But if you look at the the overall quality of the schedule, I don't think there's a team in this league that's played a more difficult schedule through the first seven games than Furman has. And that takes into account that one of those games was against Division Two North Greenville. So, you know, you can schedule cream puffs to make yourself feel better and be seven and zero at this juncture of the season or you can challenge this team knowing that you need to be playing your best basketball in march and and get through all of the the things that you have to go through now as opposed to then people forget and we talked about this with bob on the post game last night diesel it was january last year after a loss to uncg that they finally settled on the nine-man rotation. And once they did that, once he committed to playing the ninth guy more minutes and solidifying that rotation, that was another one of those steps. He wants to do that more quickly this year, but that was January last year. So it's always a work in progress. Yeah, Dan, iron, iron shirt certainly does sharpen iron. We all, we have a, a, about a three or four minutes here left with you. I want to get into the uh, the FCS playoffs. You guys start 1 o'clock on Saturday facing a conference foe, Chattanooga. Uh, what can you tell me about uh, the quarterback situation? I know Tyler Huff, quarterback, was hurt in that Furman game a couple of weeks ago back on November 4th. Uh, what's, the, what's the prospectus on getting him back, and, and, and how do you see this game going? Well, Tyler looked me squarely in the eye on Monday at the press conference and told me he was playing. So I, I, that, that question has been answered. He will be back uh, behind center or in the shotgun, uh, as it were, and, and running this offense. Uh, we'll also have Dominic Roberto back, who did not play in the final game against Wofford. So I, I think this team is going to be uh, at full strength. It's going to be as healthy as it's been in a long time. You know, they played seven straight weeks 
after the bye before mm. getting the bye in the first round of the playoffs. So I think that we're going to see a, 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 a team that's going to be rejuvenated from uh, a, a health and rest standpoint. You know, that doesn't mean they'll necessarily go out and execute great. That still has to be done. But um, I think the bye was really, really good for this team, and they earned that. Yeah, head coach Clay Hendricks, every time we have him on the show, man, he is he is just one of the nicest, most affable guys you could ever hope to have on the on the show. Uh, but, but man, I, I really kind of am afraid for the Chattanooga Mocs because they're going to get a, a pissed-off, focused team who you and I, you've been around this business for long enough you, that you know that sometimes losing a game is the best thing to happen for a team. It refocuses, it regalvanizes you. And, man, I, I'm just looking forward to a big, big output from Furman this week. And, man, I could see them really pouring it on Chattanooga. Um, anything spectacular that you see out of that game, like a big challenge for Furman? Or, or do you see it kind of playing out the way that it did the first time around, which was, which was a relatively tight game? Well, first of all, don't let Clay's uh, affable nature fool you. <laughs> I mean, he, he is one of the nicest guys in the world, but he's also one of the most competitive guys in the world. Um, but Chattanooga, to me, outside of the South Carolina game, was the best team we played this year. And, and the strength of that team is their defense. They have two of the best defensive ends at this level that you're going to see. Um, question, one of them, Jay Person, missed the second half with a shoulder injury last week. And we don't know if he's going to play or not. If he doesn't, that's a big blow for them I would think they would move heaven and earth to make sure that he gets a chance to go out there and play they're they're a talented team they're a big physical team but you know that was also the game that Tyler Huff was hurt he went out on the third series of the game and that was the game that our redshirt freshman quarterback came in and threw the two late touchdown passes to secure the victory Um, I think it's going to be a fun fun football game I really do. I expect Furman to win, but I think it's going to be highly entertaining, and, and I just hope that Powellan Stadium is packed out because these kids deserve to to have a, a full house for a game of this magnitude. Absolutely. There's nothing like the FCS playoffs. You know, Coming from a school that was in the FCS when I was there, it's, it's as, as much fun as you could possibly have. It's more fun than going to a bowl game. I can promise people that, Dan. You'll be on the call at 11.30 Saturday morning, kickoff at 1, Chattanooga at Furman in the FCS playoffs. Have a great call, and good luck to the Paladins uh, in, in, on Saturday and in the basketball going forward. Thank you, my friend. Good luck nailing down the rest of the show. I appreciate it. I've just gotten a, a little jolt. Rob Brown has walked Don't through. Don't worry, Dan. I'm he, here. He is he is a monster energy in a, in a human body form. So I appreciate your time, Dan. I thank you so much today. Yeah, the good news is Rob is there. The bad news is Rob is there. So you have never <laughs> been more correct in your life, pal. <laughs> thank you so much, Dan. Have a guys. great day. Bye-bye. All right, that was Dan Scott, voice of the Furman Paladins. Texters, why are you trying to get me in trouble, man? This is not cool because I almost read this on the air. Texter asks, uh, ask Dan when we can expect the Furman baseball preview. Oh, go Terriers, says the texter. I like how you're like, I almost read this on air and then immediately <laughs> read it on air. Yeah, well, you got to wait. I almost read it when Dan was on the air. I can't do that with Dan on the air. Texter I see what you're trying to do. I like it until you're trying to get me in trouble.
Southern mamas tell their kids that it's not right to lie. But we all do it. We all know we do it. You shouldn't lie on important things, though, right? Not so fast. A hiring agent tells you that if you're seeking a job, there are three things on your resume that you should absolutely lie about. Here she is. Number one, if you were leaving your job because you really dislike it, because you don't get along with your boss or your colleagues, you're going to lie about this. Please do not tell them that your boss doesn't like you. Don't tell them that everyone's really hard to work with. All they're going to hear when you say that is that you are difficult. Instead, you're going to say something like, things are going great, but I want to take on bigger challenges. The second thing that you're going to lie about is why you want the job. 100% of people who want a job want it for the money and benefits. Instead, you are going to tell them why you're passionate about the company's mission, why this job is your life's work, and you are just such a good fit for the culture at this company. And the third one is your plans for the future. I don't care if you are starting grad school in six months and just need this job as filler and you are going to jump ship as soon as you find something better. When they ask you about your plans for the next five years, your plans are to be at that company. Come in, knock it out of the park in this role and continue to grow as opportunities arise. What every company wants is top talent that is going to stay and grow with them. They want you to lie and they want to be lied to. Let's be real. Let's be real. These these companies are like hot girls. They want to be lied to. They want to believe that you're going to stick around for a decade. You know you're not going to. And they know they're not going to pay you enough to keep you around for a decade. So lie to them. Uh, The truth is a lot of people need to really heed number one, which was if you feel like everyone around you is difficult to get along with, the truth is you are the jerk. You are the one who is difficult to get along with. That's the best thing we heard today. Three things that you should absolutely lie about coming directly from an employment recruiter. The big topics on the show today, transfer portal. K.J. Jefferson, quarterback from uh, Arkansas, is rumored to be entering the transfer portal and very much likes South Carolina. And as a South Carolina Gamecock fan, should you want a quarterback like K.J. Jefferson? Well, you say to yourself, he's a talented and tenured quarterback in the SEC. Of course we would want him. But he's really no better than Spencer Rattler. He's playing on a a bad football team, just like Spencer Rattler. 19 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 2,100 yards this year. He's a big guy. He's 6'3", 247, completed 64% of his passes in 2023. But it sets a bad precedent. It sets a really bad precedent if you're South Carolina and you've got a guy like Lenora Sellers. We we spoke to Chris Phillips about it earlier this week. He said now that this season is over and Shane Beamer has flushed his eyes out with all the tears, it is the Lenora Sellers era. Is it, though, if you're just going to replace him potentially with a K.J. Jefferson at quarterback? You're not developing young talent. You get yourself into a position where you have to go to the transfer portal more and more and more because the guys that you're recruiting out of high school are leaving you because they're learning that you're not actually going to give them a chance. You're telling them you're going to give them a chance, but you're not actually giving them a chance. I say, Shane Beamer, if you felt good, if you still feel good about Lenora Sellers, you got to ride or die with Lenora Sellers. You know why? Because even if K.J. Jefferson comes to South Carolina and he's a good quarterback, equal to the numbers that he had this year, 19-8, and touchdowns to interceptions, you're going to find yourself in the exact same position you are in in right now a year from now. 
And you're going to say to yourself, well, should we go out and get another transfer portal guy? Because there's going to be 100 transfer portal guys. We talked about it earlier. These are the quarterbacks in the transfer portal right now. And these are the, just the guys that are in like on the East Coast. Duke's Riley Leonard. Coastal Carolina's Grayson McCall. Miami's Tyler Van Dyke. Mississippi State's Will Rogers. Texas A&M's Max Johnson. What's to say a year from now you're not out getting one of those guys or the next crop that's going to come out and you do it again and again and again and you never build any long-lasting ability for young players to come in and get better and leave a long-lasting stamp on this program. It's a dangerous place. It's an attractive thing to want to go get that known commodity, so to speak. But I think you're really doing a lot more damage than you are good, especially at the quarterback position. And and look, I, I understand this is what Clemson fans are shouting. See, Dabo knows what he's doing. He's not going out and getting all these portal guys. He's not screwing over the guys who he's trying to develop. Well, that's a little bit different story. You can fill holes here and there in the transfer portal. But if you're doing it year in and year out at the same position, it's like, it's like being a gambling addict. There's a joke that I like to say. All gambling addicts quit right before they hit it big. Well, like maybe this one's going to be the one that gets us there. No, maybe this one's going to be the one that gets us there. And you're just pulling that roulette wheel over and over and over again. Not roulette, slots. Pulling that slots wheel over and over and over again. You're pulling it. Maybe this one. Nope. Maybe this one. Nope. Maybe this one. Nope. So you're setting a bad, a bad precedent. And Shane Beamer currently sitting on the warm seat in my mind, not on the hot seat, but on the warm seat. Do you really think a guy that's going to give you the same numbers that you had this year is going to be that guy that elevates you to a position where your job is safe or even better, you're at eight, nine, ten wins? No. Lenora Sellers gives you a better chance to develop into a good long-term quarterback for South Carolina than going with K.J. Jefferson for another one-year stopgap. I'm Diesel for Carlos, who is out sick today, and for Mark Ryan, who is back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Offsides. We are the fan upstairs. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.